Good morning, Moonlight Citizens. Man on the Moon here, coming to you with another episode of the Moonlight Kingdom podcast. We're ready to blast off in three, two, one. but also like maybe to an extent very slight extent uh scissor hands yeah yeah because yes it is comedic but it's also big enough where it gets you like i guess the word would be box office famous yeah yeah that movie kind of put him on the map it's like oh this guy's an actor and he's kind of good Certainly, yeah. With um, speaking of pirates, yeah. um, Pirates of the Caribbean, there's uh, the producer Jerry Brockheimer. He said like he was wor- over the course of the Johnny Depp trial, like he had been working on two scripts for a pirates movie, one with Margot Robbie and one with Johnny Depp. Like of the two scripts, now that the trial is over, now that Johnny Depp's name is cleared, which do you think? is more likely to get made a sequel where Deb comes back or a total reset with Margot Robbie if Disney doesn't fold they might make a sequel if they fold to public discourse they will definitively and by that I mean put it in the papers even that they're firing Deb if they've completely let go of that idea, then yes, Margot's up next. That's her, you know, that's her property now. But if they go the base route <clears throat> and they decide to cast them anyway, despite the controversy, one, it would make a lot of money in the box office, a fucking shit ton of money, over a billion. And two, it would get everyone talking and it would create a public discourse and conflict and oh, cancel Disney and cancel this and cancel that and cancel James Cameron, you know, cancel everyone. So, ish, it'll definitely come with a lot of smoke, a lot of smoke, but they have to be ballsy to take the risk. They have to be ballsy. It can't not be ballsy. You're Disney. Yeah. Disney, Disney, when it comes to their own original content, have had a dodgy... They've, they've been hit or miss, dude. Like, straight up, Disney movies outside of princesses yeah. and, and Pixar stuff. And even the Pixar stuff is mostly Pixar. It's not them. Disney's straight up Disney movies have been hit or miss. So... It's going to be interesting to see them with this one franchise that has always made money. Like, where are they going to go? How are they going to pull this off? Because, weirdly enough, um, The Rock, The Rock of all people, revealed that he's had to, like, do a a Pirates of the Caribbean spinoff where he's a prominent character. And I'm thinking, like, why, though? I mean... 
why would you have a spin-off with The Rock set in the Pirates universe? Because if you had a spin-off that followed, like, just Jack going about his life, it would, I mean, it wouldn't really be a spin-off. It would just be a sequel. But if you spun off an already existing character, okay, I can see that. But doing a pirate spin-off with The Rock as this totally new character, it just raises the question, like, why? But yeah, it's... I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of unnecessary characters. Yeah. But also, how would you mitigate the obvious pitfalls of actor getting fired slash needs to be recast? Yeah. I mean, the spinoff would be the way to go because you can't do a sequel. If you do a sequel, the first thing people are going to ask is, hey, where? how come so-and-so isn't in this one? So, But at the same time, you want to continue the franchise. So yeah, spinoff is definitely the way to go. Yeah. But the idea of a female Jack Sparrow, do you see that working out, you know, with Margot Robbie in that role, in a new a reboot of the Pirates franchise? You see, the issue I have with the costing of Margot. Did you try that? Why is the Um, the biggest thing with Margot is that she there's an element of getting typecast because what they want is a semi-crazy person, and obviously Margot can play a fully crazy person. And she does have that, like, naturalistic appeal, a naturalistic, you know, ruggedness about them. And, of course, she's, she's attractive and whatnot, so she'll get tickets. So she is, and, of course, catering to the progressive nation. You know, female James Bond, female Ghostbusters, female that and this and this. So... Obviously, the next the next evolution is female Jack Sparrow, and obviously she's, she's attractive, and yeah, she ticks every single boxes that is necessary. You know, she has a crackhead essence about her. She can act like that. You know, she looks very salt of the earth and rugged. She looks like a girl without being, you know, whatever her character's name is. She looks like a girl from Australia who surfs and she's always walking on her bare feet and there's, there's ocean salt in her hair and her hair is very fluffy and she smells like deodorant and salt because of the ocean and whatnot. She feels like a very, you know, rugged girl. A very rugged girl. You know, like she, like she, like she, like she drives a jeep and works in a surf shop, right? So she does fit that like pirate, female pirate aesthetic that they were going for with Johnny Depp. And of course, given his acting, he very much feels like a person who's like a gypsy pirate, you know, like from that era, that like middle age, like the 1300s or whatever. Mm. So I can definitely see how she would be the, the, the female version of Jack Sparrow. 
But I also see the element of Margot Robbie potentially getting tight balls. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting route because if they go the route and reboot the franchise, it stands to reason it's not just, you know, the role of Jack Sparrow to be recast because, I mean, how are you going to pull up? If Jack Sparrow is female, then there's a lot of things about the character that's going to change because you can't have Margot Robbie just go out there and do an impression of, Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. She's going to do her own thing. Yeah, I feel like... And the thing is, what that own thing would look like is essentially Harley Quinn. Yeah. Because she can't act drunk, right? She acts drunk, they just call her a copy. She can, and she very well might. Because the, I guess the character of Sparrow, in essence, irrespective of gender, is a person who... Tr- always drinks so naturally they would maybe they would not even maybe like all the time essentially they would have a little slur because they're slightly drunk so i feel like naturally that would have to carry over unfortunately but i think maybe what could be cut back and dialed down upon is the physical acting you know because if she moves exactly like Deb, now it's just like well, it's a carbon copy. I think Margot is versatile enough to add her own. Uh, you know, she, she, you know, she can improv. You know, I believe in her. She can improv and work on her Jane Sparrow or whatever. Once again, the character's name is whatever that character's name is. I feel like she can, you know, she can workshop it. She can improvise it and. Do something that is unique, but still very inherently Sparrow-esque. Um, but yeah, several things will be the same because it is. It's just it. It's essentially it is just the episode of What If, where Captain America doesn't get the same and Peggy does. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. In a nutshell. It's essentially, it's going to feel that way. Cause, and it's not just her role that's going to be recast. Like, with a female Jack Sparrow, does that mean Barbosa is now female? Does that mean everyone else gets swapped? Or is, or is it just her? Because if it's just her, then okay. Like, thing is, Jeffrey Rush did an amazing job with that role. Yeah. So, and it's not like, I mean, since this would be a... Is, yeah. Well, yeah, you... You see, because now you have to try and figure out, okay, if you're gender-bent, who else is gender-bent? Because do we want this story to be focused around the fact that it's a woman? Or are we only supposed to focus on the fact that this one character is a woman? You know, that's different. When When all male characters are suddenly recast as women, the movie becomes about women. It no longer becomes a movie about a woman, which in, which which in this case is just Jane Sparrow, like she's Jane Sparrow before being a woman. So, I think um, they definitely have to decide: are they all going to be the woman? Like, 
will Davy Jones be Dana Jones and it's a female tentacle fucking creature thingy? You know? So, yeah, like, I don't see the merit of it being, or it being turned into a woman's story. I do not. That, to me, seems useless. You could do it, I won't be mad. But it's just useless. But fine. Say they do it, and then the point just becomes lost on you, because what was the reason for doing any of this? Like, what was the fucking point? Yeah. You know, what did you gain? Gain nothing. Yeah. It's Ghostbusters 2016, a.k.a. Ghostbusters Answer the Call, a.k.a. Just Ghostbusters. What? Exactly. Oh, jeez. They were female. Yeah, it's not good. What did you do different now that they're female? Because the characters are doing what the characters in the last movie did, almost beat for beat. Like, sure, there's changes, but then... Those changes were needless. Like, like you said with the Pinocchio dude. Like, yeah, there were changes between the Pinocchios, but they were pointless changes. Like, just uh, exactly. So yeah, it's definitely if it's just this one character changed to female, but everyone else stays the same. It's like, okay, how's that gonna change the story? Is Jane Sparrow still sleeping with a ton of women and drinking and shit? So exactly yeah like what makes it so compelling the thing is i had the same question when back in like 2017 it was because Spectre had came out and there was talk like daniel craig didn't want to be bond anymore like and those were saying okay the next bond should be a woman yeah, yeah. and um, i my whole gripe with that was then that's not james bond anymore because Think about it, like, the, the, there was the yeah. argument James Bond could never it's be a woman. description. Yeah, just... Yeah. James Bond could never it's be a woman, dude. Description. Yeah, just, he's a dude. James Bond is a dude. So, if it makes him a woman, then it's not James Bond anymore. It's someone different. So, yeah. Yep. Also, even if you did, like, okay, we're gonna have this spy who's female, like, a Jane Bond, so... What is her being female gonna change? Is is she gonna? Are there gonna be Bond guys now instead of Bond girls? Like yeah, yeah. Oh jeez, there's so many questions. Even when um, when yeah. there was the prospect of uh Hillary Clinton becoming president, it was like, what happens to Bill? Is he gonna be like the first man? Like, this that question, dude. Like, what? Eesh. There's so many things that change if we just change some a character's gender, like. Hmm. But there's there yeah. are there's a, a flip side to that coin. Mm-hmm. Like the story actually becomes worse yeah. if the character is a different gender because, in um, if you look at oh yes if you look at like Little Mermaid, it's in and you flip the story to be because in that story it's a girl. Like, essentially giving up her voice so she can get legs to spend time with this dude. If you flip that story, it's this yes. dude giving up his voice so he can grow legs and spend time with this girl. Like, a dude chasing a girl yeah. isn't as romantic the other way around. So, yeah. Yeah. 
very old school and outdated and whatnot and chauvinistic and yeah. Yeah, like there's a lot of movies that don't work if it's if it's gender bent now. Like, hmm, just I I'm struggling to think of them, but like they're mostly Disney stories. If you flip the shit around, it's not. It just doesn't work. Like just look look at Mulan. Take Mulan and Beauty you flip. And the beast, like, yeah. Dude. If you flipped Mulan and it was this dude who had to dress up as a woman to like join some all-female army, it's like that's gonna raise a whole lot of questions now. Like just creepy. It's creepy. <laughs> it's, now it's creepy. It's creepy man. Oh shit, dude. Uh, but still, though, man, just uh, good old Disney movies. You know if. Good old Disney. Yeah. There was, um... Oh, yeah, it reminded me of this joke. Uh, Avatar is basically the story of Pocahontas, but from the perspective of the guy. It's from the guy's perspective. When you think about it, Avatar is really just Pocahontas from the guy's perspective. <laughs> that's... Yeah, that's what that is, man. Yeah. Shit. Goes in there, fake body. Gotcha. Hey, what's up? Yeah. I'm, I'm so and so. You meet the fucking princess. You fall in love. The dad doesn't like oh, you. Oh shit, you just get married. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't like me. Oh shit, there's war. Like, like what? Oh shit. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I don't know if we talked about this, but like, I remember James Cameron got mad. That like like he he they were you know Avatar two was still coming soon, and like they were asking people on the street like what they thought about Avatar, and apparently he got mad that most of the people couldn't remember the protagonist's name. Like he got mad like people remember like dozens of characters in the MCU. They remember all this shit, but they can't like they can't remember the the name of the character of one of the most successful movies of all time. It's like, dude, calm down. Come the fuck down, dude. I don't know his fucking name. And I've seen both Avatar movies. I don't remember his fucking name. Your character wasn't memorable. Just, he's just a guy. Just a guy. Damn. That's the theme, man. Just That's a running theme throughout this episode. You know, you're just a guy. Kang, just a guy. Batman, just a guy. This dude. Just a guy. <laughs> just a guy. Oh god, dude! Just on the um. Wait, did you stick around for the end credits, Quantum Mania? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the council. Yeah, the whole council. It was very it. underwhelming because they they literally had no leg or stake in the movie. Yeah, they were just watching, man. They <laughs> they were just the watchers. So yeah, like they they knew he died. They were like, so the exiled one is dead, but like. And it's like, oh, okay then. <laughs> like, we saw it all happen, and now that, and and they're pissed. Like, cause you think they'd be fucking glad. Like, oh, like Kang is dead now. Okay think, then. Like, just you know what? Lies and comfort. They know he's not dead. They know he's somewhere lurking. But now, he is out of the quantum realm, which is dangerous. That is very dangerous for them. That's why they're angry. Because again, you cannot let him get out of there. Janet knows. Scott knows. 
Everyone knows. He cannot leave the corner mom. Because if he's left there and he goes to another place, another universe, wherever he is, that place is soon to be monumentally fucked beyond compare. And they are now scared because they are vulnerable. I mean, they're the ones who ditched him there in the first place. He's coming back for revenge. That's going to be the war. Yeah, Part but two. there were like thousands of them. Thousands of them picked. They yeah. filled out a stadium. What the fuck, man? That might be... Uh, what's this? The actual citadel where the Kangs reside. But also, obviously, you know, there's like the Beyonder, which is supposed to be apparently going to be Kang. It'll be a very different kind. It's just so... The... I mean... Uh, the the whole idea that there are thousands and thousands of Kangs from all over the multiverse coming together to do something should be the biggest fucking thing going on in the whole MCU. But it just feels so... Like... Ah... I don't know, man. It has nothing to do with the story. It just feels disconnected. Like, it's like the glove scene in at the end of Age of Ultron where Thanos goes, fine, I'll do it myself. It's a big fucking deal. But in that moment, you don't know that. It doesn't connect with Age of Ultron at all. Because the whole time, up until Infinity War came out, everybody thought, oh, Kang, I mean, Thanos must have been watching Ultron fail miserably to take out the Avengers, and he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do this myself. Because in that context, that's what it looks like. It looked like he was directly responding to the Avengers, but this was a totally different scene, not even set in that year, set years later after he acquired the glove, and it has nothing to do with this movie. That's what this scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this scene feels like. It makes no sense. It doesn't feel like it's attached directly to this movie. It feels like something that happened Mm. and it was shown here. This is where they decided to put it. So perhaps this is maybe following the the actual uh, Kang dynasty when he dies. Yeah, the actual death of Kang. Yeah. Because there was also that scene with Loki and Morbius. They were in like this 1800s fair. And they were like, and then like Morbius looks at the stage and he was like, you made him sound so imposing. Like he's, (laughs) oh fuck, once again, just a guy. (laughs) Oh fuck. He's a guy. Dude. So crazy. It's just some, just some dude up on the stage with his big ass afro talking about like with the with the mutton chop. Yeah, yeah like, just nah. and you can just, you can tell like Loki, dude, like Loki looks afraid, like he looks fucking terrified of this seemingly ordinary <laughs> dude. Like this is just a clip from Loki season two. That's what this is. That's all this is. This isn't yeah. an end credit scene. This is literally just a clip. Nah, but like yeah. Loki knows that's the problem. He knows. Yeah. 
he knows more than he should, and and, and it and it absolutely terrifies him. Yeah, which raises another question: Who the who the fuck is this dude? Because at the end of Loki season one, there was that big statue of Kang. So, so who the hell is this guy? If that is I Kang, guess, it, I guess one of the one of the weirdo Kangs is lurking in the eighteen hundreds. Probably, I would assume scamming humans out of things. Like maybe he. Maybe he's out there in the 1800s selling light bulbs, you know, before you had Franklin and and these niggas created. Yeah. So perhaps he's like out there cashing in on the early days of the industrial era so that he can one day have money. Because, you know, in, I know that you're aware that in another comic, he's lost this thing. He's a Mr. King. Loans King Enterprises when he buys Dark Tower. So that could be Mr. King. Q E N G. Could be could be him. Um amassing his wealth. Yeah. Because most Kangs amass their wealth because of an agenda. So I don't know. But he's doing something fishy in the eighteen hundreds. It's not normal what he's doing. Yeah, he's definitely up to something. But, like, it's just... Yeah. Ah, uh, it just left me confused more than anything. Because why, why are Loki and Morbius following this 1800s Kang when the TVA is being run maybe by a totally different out. Kang? So... Uh, maybe... Because I, I feel like since every Kang is a science tech guy, because it is just the same guy, I think maybe they need like his tech help, and he's the most ex. I think in the in the timeline, he's the most accessible character there is, because you know he's just chilling in the eight hundreds. He's not bothering anyone. He's just chilling, selling inventions. Mm. You know. He just he pretty much pulled a dog dog brown and back to the future. He's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. I'm just gonna live in 1800s. Hey, there's a yeah, problem I have with that movie. Like, Doc gets himself killed. I'm gonna say it right now. Doc gets himself killed. Before Marty goes back to save him, like, they get the tombstone. He did that to himself. Sure, Biff killed him, but he caused those events. Like, Biff explained yeah, that. Cause, like, the yeah, he set off the policy. Because, like, Biff explains, like, after the, like, where Doc saved Marty from being hanged, like, he explains that, you know, because Doc is a blacksmith, like, he explains, like, you put the horseshoe on my horse improperly, like, uh, the horseshoe came off, the horse broke its leg, and I broke a bottle of whiskey, it, like, broke a bottle of whiskey I was drinking, so you owe me, like, $5 for the horseshoe and 75 for the whiskey, like, that's the $80 he gets killed over. Thing is, like, it's like, dude, if you'd done your job, the thing you're supposed to be doing, you're supposed to be a blacksmith. If you'd done that properly, Biff never would have fallen. Yeah. No bottle, no death. Exactly. You'd have just continued, like. And then even I feel like yeah. it's, it's probably like rule twelve of an Azeroth cascade. Yeah. You know, just like if you're meant to die, life will find a way for you to die. 
Yeah. Dude, just... It's like the with the mutants in Logan, because in Days of Future Past, it said um, that by 2030, the mutants were partially wiped out by the Sentinels. And then even though yeah. they stopped the Sentinels, by the time Logan rolls around after 2030, the mutants were still wiped out just by a different thing. Like, it, would, it was destined... Yeah. The mutant race was destined to be wiped out by something around that X. time. Yeah. yeah. And in this case, it was X and his extremely, extremely deadly and potent seizures. Yeah. His mental seizures. Well, like, led, is it just around the brain? Like, yeah. I guess died. He had a seizure. Like, I would imagine... Yeah. In order to affect people all over the U.S., he would have had to have had a seizure while he was hooked up to Cerebro, because that's the only way he could Wait, reach is everybody. It, is, it every, is it every mutant in the, in the, in the U.S. or the whole world? It was the they didn't like they didn't say the world. They just said like the United States. U.S. They were, they called it the Westchester incident. Mm. So I say it's the whole U.S. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Because I know that the X engine is definitely wiped out. X engine definitely wiped out. But, like, everyone else is what I wanted. Yeah. Because with... Yeah. To wipe out every man in the U.S., he would have had to have been hooked into Cerebro when the seizure happened. So, yeah, that's exactly. what I gathered. But damn, dude. But then also, the seizures do also amplify his, his mental power as well. Yeah. Which is why he's able to grab control of such a crowd-heavy... Uh, cluster of people yeah. inside the hotel because like the entire is, is, is affected which like thousands of people like yeah. yes Charles is very powerful but enough to affect thousands of people at once not easy you know unless he has cerebral around yeah like Logan was feeling that shit yeah he was yeah. feeling it the moment he stepped in the parking lot like oh it wasn't just and limited yeah like, you can't even walk like you're frozen like your your blood is coagulating your you know obviously you can't even breathe anymore so it's basically just holding your breath until it stops yeah with the... you are dying every time there's a seizure yeah and the stronger the seizure the greater your chance of actual death yeah it's yeah with um I mean, unless you get killed by Logan and them. Like, Logan could withstand it because of his... Like, yeah. Yeah, because his mind is constantly healing as it tears apart and yeah. whatnot. In the comics... Until, of course, he doesn't. Yeah. In the comics, they explain it by saying it's... Like, mind control doesn't work as well on him because of the adamantium coating his skeleton. But, like... I'm like, that doesn't really work it's a weird reason. yeah it's weird like the coating of his skeleton protects his brain somehow I'm like that's kind of strange dude like i mean they okay. should have said yeah the adamantium that is on his skeleton is seeping into his blood which is sending microscopic microscopic adamantium particles into his brain's cortex and that is what is inhibiting his his frontal lobe from being susceptible to mind attacks something like that something real scientific not just oh his his metals are bone no 
Yeah. Stupid. Even the the explanation you gave about like, oh, his brain is repairing as it's being attacked. That's a better explanation than the one they gave, because, and that was in Days of Future Past. So yeah. I'll give that props. Like, that's a good enough explanation as to why Wolverine is the one who travels back. Because in the comics, it's not him. It's, exactly. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not him. So, and also, I feel like he is definitely a guy who sells. You know? Like, okay, Kitty Pride, he's not, he's not like mainstream, but enough people know her. Right? Yeah. But you can't sell a movie alone. You can't have Kitty Pride in a movie alone. You can't. Yeah. I mean, uh, all due respect to um, Elliot Page, but like, you, you, Kitty Pride, I mean, you're not that big of a deal. It, 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 was, it yeah. wasn't until. You're not Storm. Yeah. You're not Storm. It was in yeah. X Men The Last Stand where she really did something of note. Because she's been around since X-Men 1, yeah. but it wasn't until Last Stand that, like, yeah. oh, they really briefed up a role. Yeah. And also, as well with Ellie, when you think back to um, to his last appearance, which would have been canonically in DOFP, in a, in a deleted scene, where he, like, I guess, sacrificed himself and whatnot, and, you know, he, he's with Bobby... Um, but like, if that is the last canon bit we have, ugh, what a, what a way to end off. Because yeah. that's a character who got no brilliant send off. Mm -hmm. When you really just like think about it. Yeah. Because everyone no else. Send off just vibes. Everyone else got a last stand of some kind. Like. Magneto mm, like was fighting like cold as hell. Yeah, he got cold, decapitated. What the ice fuck? Blasting. Mm. Dude, this movie was that movie was hard, dude. Like that movie pushed its rating, dude. Like it, it was painful, bro. Yeah. When, when I first saw it in cinemas, I was so shocked because these guys were getting killed. I was like, what the fuck? It's barely off an hour. What the fuck is this going on? Bro? I was so... Because I didn't, I didn't want to watch the trailer. I didn't watch the trailer. So I don't know what it was about. Like, I knew DOFP was like time travel in the comics. But I was like, I don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. So whatever's happening, it's happening, and I'm along for the ride. So I was like, what? What? you yeah. What? No, Bobby. Like I was really like, what the fuck, dude. I remember that shit. Like, and that made me yeah. enjoy it much more. It was. It the, felt like Invincible, yeah. dude. You know, watching that first episode <laughs> at the very end, and then people then just start dying. It's like what? But the series just started. What are you talking about? Yeah, straight up, dude. That movie was. That movie went hard, man. Just damn. I remember when, like, I saw it. I, I, I saw it before you. I remember, like, I saw it before you because I saw it on a Wednesday during the week. I remember telling you, like, bro, I, I went to see Days of Future Past the other day. And, like, man, like, I remember, like, you, I remember just saying, you got to see I was this. like, do not tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, like, no, I, no, no spoilers, yeah. dude. Like, all I could say was, you've got to see this shit. Like, all I could say was, you got to see this. It's like, bro. 
I couldn't and tell I you like, anything. Oh, oh, are they gonna adapt this shit? That yeah. was my biggest thing. I'm like, oh fuck. Like, how are they gonna pull These this guys off? Are gonna yeah. attempt to do this? Because yeah. the thing is, man, when you look at like Days of Future Past versus, I guess, uh, the Wolverine, right? The Wolverine end credits and they're the airport and Charles feeds everything. Okay, that is X-Men Return to Form. But this movie just jump cuts to boom, action, boom. It's been years. Huh? <laughs> so audacious. And of course, back then, you know, we didn't have like, oh, you know, uh, that like MCU next big bad Avengers movie. Like, yeah, Avengers 1. That was it. Yeah. There was nothing else. There was nothing else to set an example of what a, of what a cinematic universe should look like. So there was no huge gripes about continuity, about, oh, but in the last movie, they were in the airport. And it was still like 20, 2014 for them. And now suddenly it's 2023 and, you know, it's the future. Yeah, okay, cool. That wasn't needed, but I, I, I just feel like it was such a crazy, crazy execution. A big execution. Oh, one that could have failed dismally, yeah, it didn't, and that's so amazing to me. The that fact we, that that yeah. movie, for all that's worth, worked. That's like so many set pieces, so many plot points, and it just it's 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 solid. It's, yeah. it's in fact, it's, it's not solid. It's good. It's it's a great film. Mm. Yeah. I would say of the prequel movies, it's the best of those those films. It's the best prequel movie out of those films. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. I would put my sequel as X-Men 1, and then in third place, X-2, X-Men United. Hmm. Last one, indefinitely, is The Last Stand. Oh, really? <laughs> hey, but that movie is ass. Hey, but his ass, boy. Are you forgetting about Dark Phoenix? Like in, Dark, Dark Phoenix is out there. Just saying. No, but that that's a prequel. It, it's a prequel sequel. It's okay. still part of the prequel trilogy. Okay. Or whatever you call it now, since it's more than three movies. Yeah. But like ish, boys. Those future movies ish. Last dead. Last dead. There is like one dope scene. And, um, like, you know what I'm talking about with Vinnie Jones as the Juggernaut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> that was... And it's the fact that it's improv. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, my... God. So many actors in the world are credited with amazing bits of improv. That bit is not one of them. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was cooking. What was he cooking? I don't know. I don't know, dude. Like, just... But, yeah, I'm a juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, but that's something. That's I don't know. Is... I feel like if Deadpool does not reference that, I will die an unsatisfied man. Dude. He has to reference it. Either oh. with the real one, you know, with the real fucking Crimson Band of Sidetrack. Like, give us the real juggernaut. What a fucking wrestler from Manchester. 
Give us the real guy. Give us a real, real oh, juggernaut. And Jones. then you have Wade saying, you know, I'm a juggernaut, bitch. Something like that. <laughs> like, like, just give Deadpool... Like, when, when Juggernaut showed up in Deadpool 2, I expected, like, someone yeah. to be like, who's that? And then Deadpool would be like, you don't know who yeah. that is? That's the Juggernaut, bitch. You see? Just, that would have worked. It was like... Because even Juggernaut... Okay... I really loved Juggernaut and Deadpool too. I loved him. But he was not like Kane, Marco, this god with the Crimson Bands. Yeah. He's just a convict who can get restrained by a car with some fucking metal shackles to bolt to the floor. You know, he's strong, but he's not like Hulk strong, but he's still strong. But he's like, I don't know, where would you even scale him? He got pieced up by Colossus, man. Just who got pieced up by the bitch in Deadpool one? So that's confusing, right? Yep. Because how does he cause the accident scene that he did after after Deadpool and um and Cable's fight in that you know walking driving prison? How does he make that big of a mess when he smashes the car in two and the whole bridge collapses? How does he do that? But he loses to a guy who lost to just a mildly strong fucking woman. Because that woman in Deadpool 1, I forgot her name. It was never defined was what her powers any... were. Yeah, she's just random goon who looks like Negasonic. Not the older version. But like, She's barely as strong as AJ. Why? Why the fuck is she on like on equal footing? And that guy doesn't, Colossus. dude. That villain from Bro, Deadpool One. AJ. Eesh. Yeah, nah, it's, 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 it's so weird to me. And look, the, the movies are great. Don't get me wrong, but that's just the one bit that I'll never be com- like fully comfy with. Like the why villains. was unless it was holding back, of which I couldn't see because. That girl was just piecing him up. She was finishing him. Which is weird, because she shouldn't have been that strong. Because if she is as strong as AJ, AJ is slightly weaker than Wade. That means if she tries to punch Colossus, her bones will break exactly like Wade's did at the bridge. So why is she like fighting him like she's that much stronger than AJ and Wade? This is a question though. When she's like a random goon. Yeah. If you have this nigh indestructible goon who can piece up guys like Colossus, why do you need anyone else? Exactly. Think about it. Why do you need why Deadpool? Why do you need like Yeah. Why do you need like a hundred gunmen in different cities and different whatnots? Because clearly they can't enforce power like she can. She's, she's like Spider-Man level. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And she, also, yeah. what level is Juggernaut supposed to be in if he loses to Colossus? Because, when he breaks that bridge, right? When I watched the movie, I was like, whoa. You know? Because for the entire fight with Cable, he was obscured, right? He was hidden. We saw his arms. We saw his, you know, his eyes a bit, you know, in some scene. He was hidden for a big reveal, Right? The fight ends with Wade, and then he busts out, 
right? Breaks the car in half. Breaks the whole bridge in half. I was like, oh, okay, that's the Hulk. Not like it's actually the Hulk, but the, the, but like the strength level, that is the Hulk. When I first saw that. He goes from that, right? Casually ripping Wade in half. Like, I'm going to tear you in half now. Tears him in half. Cool. I just thought, okay, he's about as strong as a Hulk. But then he loses to Colossus. Ah. Like, they're, they're literally Goku and Vegeting it. Like, they're equally matched. One punch is staggering the other equally. Like, fucking hell, bro. Get real. I didn't like that. You know, if I see power scaling, like, dude, I really focus on power scaling. Like, you, like you know me, bro. You know, ten years you've known me. Like power scaling, I'm very particular. Yeah. If it's off, it takes me out of the movie. It, 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 it just takes me out of the movie. Tragic. If it's inconsistent, it really, you don't care about the character anymore because he's as strong as the story yeah. needs him to be. Exactly. Like it's just like okay, but then, and even the whole thing of like, why you're out the ass. Okay, I get it. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a Deadpool joke. That's so crude, man. You're like piercing this nigga's organs. Just kill him, because if you jam a wire up his ass, a live wire, he's not with... gonna be able to. Yeah. Exactly, he's not gonna be able to function. He's not gonna be able to shit. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna shit out of a bag, probably. Just fucking kill him, bro. At yeah. that point, oh my god, man. They and they mangled my intestines. Just fucking kill me. Don't forget they tossed him into a swimming pool. So he's if and we don't yeah, see him which, come out of there. Just They killed him. They, they, they killed, killed him a lot. And all it took was a rod up the ass and some electricity. Wow, guys. Wow. Mark Cade, guys. Wow. Ain't that amazing? Yep. Wire up the ass and electricity. Perfect. Perfect way to kill him. Imagine that. I mean, people have been saying... It's been an episode of A Thousand Ways to Die. They are literally, they've literally been more dangerous than to die on A Thousand Ways to Die. Yeah. This guy gets a wire up his ass. Dude. Man, that's literally people have been saying that shit for Ant-Man. Like, hey, why didn't Ant-Man just go up Thanos' ass and enlarge himself? Like, <laughs> just say it, dude. You know what? I feel like you would have gotten crushed. If Thanos is insanely durable, and his durability is that of the Hawks, the inside of his organs and the inability for bullets to reach their skin and pierce it is indicative of the fact that they have durability inside and outside, right? That means if you can't even cut Thor with a random earth weapon and it has to be right that means that scott's body which is not is not piercing the hulk skin and is definitely not piercing Thanos' skin what's going to happen is that he's going to try and grow the particles and his body is going to get squished unless the only scientific method that this could work right is if Every time Scott grows, his, sum of his subatomic decompression and mass 
is completely overregulated, which means if he's growing, there is no force in the universe that can contain him because his atoms are constantly expanding, which reaches past the item that is trying to contain him. So that's a very scientific method to look at it, right? If that's the case, then he's killing Thanos, right? He's killing him. But if his mass is not regulated and his durability while in that shrinking phase is still equal to that of a human or a person with that proportional size and strength, then he's dying. The only way he's living, if he has Hulk strength, even while shrinking. But if he doesn't, then he's fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, dude, there's a lot to consider when, like, making our superhero movies. Because you look at the boys. The boys, the boys doesn't care. Dude, the right? guy the, who shrunk down. That guy who was in his boyfriend's dick hole. Yeah. He was just a regular guy. He had no, he had no super strength. He was a small guy. And if he's the, the size of my thumb and he kicks me, it feels just like a light touch of my finger. He has no strength. If he's a if he's a regular sized guy, he has no strength. He's just a guy. The, Billy Butcher had him pinned but with his finger, still, man. Like he had him pinned down. You see, that's what I mean. <laughs> Billy Butcher and this guy. This guy's no Ant Man. He, he can't toss people as big as he is. He can't do anything. Even in regular size, he can't toss people. He's weaker than Frenchie. So, why in the hell, when he grows, he can explode his boyfriend's dick? Well, his whole boyfriend, not just his dick. So, a a guy with no strength whatsoever can do that to a human body. But can Ant-Man do that? And Ant-Man does have strength in his ant size. The thing is, I don't know how strong he is. Because the thing is, as an ant, right, he can flip. Wait, let's dissect this. Ant-Man's strength is proportional to that of an ant, right? Yeah. Okay. And he doesn't lose mass when he shrinks, right? That's what they say. Yeah. Apparently, which meant in Endgame, Tony Stark had a 80 kg man on his shoulder. Doesn't make sense, but keep going. But it was... I guess it was being carried by the condom suit. I guess. Because how the hell do you explain it further? Because if Scott doesn't lose his mass, right? They say that he shrinks while keeping his mass. But he also gains the, the proportional strength of an ant, which is like, I don't know, how strong is an ant? How many times stronger they than the guy's ant? Ants like, can live I mean, 10 times their own body weight. So whatever he can yeah, live, so he's 10 like times that. 10 times stronger, right? Yeah. So, as a guy who's like 2 centimeters, 3 centimeters tall, he's 10 times stronger than what he can lift as a normal-sized man. So let's say that his, let's say his, his uh, limb is like, what, 25 kgs. So he can lift 75 curling, right? If he's just chilling as an Ant-Man-sized guy. So if he's tossing these guys, if he can toss a guy in real life, 
he's just three times stronger than doing that. I don't think he can in real life, you know? I think that tastes like shield training. But, I mean, he does well enough. Yeah. In training, I guess. But most of his power comes from shrinking, punching you, and then growing. That's most of his, like, and, of course, the fly. Yeah. You know, he's very quick. He punches you. Same with Hank Pym, you know. I mean, obviously, that's how he even uh, participated in, in the Vietnam War. Like, he was just, he was out there in the, in the trenches, murking niggas. Yeah. In the, in the Vietnam War. So weird. Like, Ant-Man is weird because, like, it, it shows, yeah, you maintain your mass. You don't lose weight when you shrink because it shows when the first time he transformed and he hit the ground, he, like, cracked mm. the tile because it's an 80 kg mm. ant hitting the tile. But... Yeah, it's, it's like a, yeah. a, a four-gram person, no. Yeah. So, but later in that same movie, we see him running along a gun barrel of a dude who was trying to shoot him, shouldn't that whole, yeah. shouldn't that guy's arm just be weighed straight down? Because there's an 80 kg dude Bro, running along the shouldn't barrel. Shouldn't he fall? Yeah, shouldn't he, should he fall? Because you have a, I don't know, like, unless they have some bullshit, right? To be like, okay, he can regulate his mass. So he can choose when to be like A or when to maintain his mass. Unless they say that, I get that. Because that's like an explanation, right? That explains something, you know. Because what are all those fucking buttons on, on his on his arm for? You know, he has fucking buttons for days, bro. He yeah. has buttons and sliders. He has so much bullshit on his fucking suit. And you and you wonder, what are those things for? Because he's literally Ant Man. He shrinks and he grows. That's all he does. He's Ant Man. So what are these sliders for? Those fucking Tony Stark tech slider. It has to be for more options, right? Clearly, yeah. one of them is like no mass. Has to be. It's gotta be. I mean, that ex- that would explain all the different pouches and shit. But with um, mm. later in the movie, another thing when Hank he lifts up this little keychain and he shows it's got a tank on it, which they then enlarge. It should be like ten thousand kgs. He's just carrying it around in his fucking pocket. Like, uh, that just... Yeah, they shouldn't have mentioned that keep your own mask thing. Yeah, they They shouldn't have mentioned that. that. It just breaks the Because that wrote them into a hole. Because the many situations that they now have to um, have things that will become big and small in the plot, it makes no sense. Because... Yeah, it just it, it 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 doesn't make sense because it if you take a product that is naturally small and make it big, like a Hello Kitty Pez, that suddenly becomes like two times right hits the road, cracks the road, right? Yeah. That item began as small, and now it's bigger, so it's heavy. Okay, cool. If you take an item that was heavy at first and then shrink it what does it become does it keep its original weight or, or does it keep the yeah. weight relative to its size also dude the um, the office in ant-man and the wasp when they shrunk down that whole office mm-hmm. building 
into this little bitty suitcase. Like, the thing is, yeah. that, like, what the hell? If you're living by the laws you set up in your first movie, that office shouldn't move. You should not be able to pull an entire building around like it's a suitcase. Dude. Exactly. Just, exactly. Yeah. Especially since it's concrete, and concrete will, if it grows, shrinks in the same location fucking cause destruction if you're shrinking a building the floor should be rubble yep because you're removing you're removing pipes foundation everything this is this is presumptuously your first time doing this there's no piping there's no weird rods support beams there's no excess building left over part of the floor does the floor get taken What's left? Is 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 the sand taken? Is the sand left? If you shrink a building, what remains of the building? What floor are you standing on when you retrieve your building? What is that floor? Is that fucking foundation? What the fuck? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Or is the building already proofed and it's like it's already like consolidated, like it's one big structure. It's one big removable structure. Has it already been amended? Has it already been, like, consolidated? Like, it doesn't make any sense. The world of Ant-Man. Oh, and another thing, the cars. When they shrink their cars down, they still cover the same distance as a regular-sized car. It should be traveling at the speed of a remote-control car, man. Like, it's small. You have way more distance to cover. Like, you shouldn't be outpacing actual regular-sized cars. I think that's down to the engine, because a remote a remote control car is just a battery and a propeller and whatnot. You know, yeah. very cheap toy mechanics. I guess a, even a small engine would move as fast as a regular car. Think of a mouse moving at like eighty kilometers an hour; it'd be fucking yeah. scary. But would move like a car. Yeah, it would. I guess. I guess, man. Oh shit. This is weird. It's a weird universe. Like, if Scott grows, and, I don't know, like, it's so weird. Ugh, the weird world. And also, apparently, so I guess anyone can become a giant person. It's not just Scott's gimmick, you know? Yeah, Cassie does it, so. Also, that's another thing. In in the movie when... You couldn't even tell when she was giant. Dude. Like, you couldn't even tell. I was like, are you big right now? Is Scott small? What the fuck is going on? Uh-huh. Because, like, there's no, there's no, like, volume. Like, there's no, there's no visual data anyway to show you how big anyone is. Yeah, there's... there's no indication. Like, a nebula tells me nothing. I don't need a nebula in the sky. I need visual data. Give me a building. Give me a tree. At least when Scott went big at the airport, you could see, like, the airplanes and everything around him. Oh, okay, he's huge now, because they're not huge Yeah, you know, there's roadies flying in front of him. Yeah. Roadies small. And here's another thing yeah. I remembered from Ant-Man and the Wasp. When Scott <laughs> went big, mm-hmm. and, like, he chased after that dude, after a while, like, he got, like, really tired. Because he said, like, yeah, he's big mm-hmm. now, but, like, his lungs are bigger. He has yeah. to take in more air. He has to exert more energy. Which means he tires out really fast. In this movie, yeah, in Quantum Mania, 
that's not a thing. That's just not a thing anymore. Like, oh, he's big? Yeah. Right, I'm good. I can just... He's just... Yeah. He literally went way big. Like, oh, you yeah, my daughter? My Cassie? Oh, it's hero time. Boom, big alien. Dude. I thought... We got a deal. You honor your word. He's out there destroying things. He's, he's the fucking second coming of Christ. Like, he's powerful. Yeah. How does Kang deal with this guy? It's big. How does he deal with him? But he deals with him. Jesus Christ. I saw... You know what, dude? I was seeing that, and it reminded me of Ben 10,000. That one episode. Where, like, That's what I was saying. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> when, when Kevin hurts his son, Ken. Yeah. And he beats him to a pulp. But, like, that scene was more badass than this, because Ben 10,000 actually beat Kevin to a pulp, whereas in this one... Exactly. It's, it's Scott who Scott gets beat up. Scott came with the fade. But he didn't even land the fate. Like, he came there on some cricket buildings. And he never even got a similar punch in with this giant size. What the fuck? He had him pinned for pointless. a second, but then he got out. Yeah. Like, what the exactly. fuck? Exactly. Like, it was so pointless. Oh, shit, man. Just. Oh, damn. Movie would have been better if it did that, though. Yeah, just more like an ugly face. Stop with the jokes. Give us actual sets. Give us more plot, more timelines. You know, there's a, there's a, a deleted scene with Scott and Hope's son. He's not real, but he would have been part of the theoretical wave that oh, they yeah. pass. Possibility. I mean, each time they think, yeah. So, like, their kid would have been a part of that. It still would have been their they real kid. Like, if they had sex and had a baby in, in, in another universe, obviously. So it's not like a fake kid like Wanda's kids well not okay even those kids are real but like the point is it wouldn't be like a fake child it would be a real child somewhere in the multiverse but it's part of this probability thing which would trigger like a vision I can't even say flashback because it's not in the past it's a flash current well whatever flash but forward, whatever. that probability yeah. thingy it would cause a vision to occur where they're a happy family and they have this kid. And that gives God that, like, that peace to accept the fact that Cassie's older. Because you look at this movie in the trailers, the people who were, like, breaking down trailers thought that this movie was essentially Scott bargaining the entire universe for five more years of Cassie. Yeah, to travel back to before the movie. Everyone thought, yeah, yeah. I, I, everyone thought okay, he would he would make a very bad wish with a very bad man, you know, typical story, you know, hero story. You make a wish with a villain, you know, it, it, it's just like uh, that princess and the, and the and the frog and oh, yeah, Shrek, yeah, yeah. and you, you know, you, you make a bad deal and you get fucked over. But what I don't get is. <sighs> Like, there's, yeah, like, there's, there's definitely, like, confusions. I don't know. Because now it's like, has that whole plot just been deleted? Because that seemed like an interesting plot. It really, like, I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, okay. We have some, you know, some time travel shenanigans. We're going to have young Cassie. 
they might deep fake that or the age because that same actress is not that same age you know she doesn't have a, a chip tooth anymore and she's much taller and much older so i was like okay you know we got another actor you know we're gonna get some title shit you know you're gonna get 20 2013 scott and that's gonna be very interesting and maybe halfway through he realized he made a mistake and he misses older cassie whatever but then you just you watch the movie and nothing happens it's just a a, a contained battle inside the quantum realm. It's like a fucking bottle episode of like TV sitcoms. Yeah. Where like the entire episode happens in one room. Like what? That really shocked me. I was like, bro, why aren't they changing locations? Change locations. What's going on? Like I kept waiting for it and waiting and waiting. And it never came. But I was like, no, more quantum realm, more quantum realm, more. Oh, oh, oh! Look at that. Even more quantum realm. This, this so whole movie tired. had two locations. It was the street Scott walks down and the quantum realm. Yeah. That's Streets. And if, if, if we're talking about like long, long phase locations, you have quantum realm and you have the, the Lang slash... Um, you, you have the Lang slash Pim Lab. That everyone works in. So that's two locations. And then several quick locations. Not even several. It's a street, a Baskin Robbins, a red carpet, and a bookstore. What the fuck is that? Yeah. It's, 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 it's less than seven. I'm just... What? It's just... Yeah, it's very I think much... that's what really shocked me. Like, this movie went nowhere. It went nowhere... When I thought that it could go in compelling places, it could go it anywhere. It's mania. It's Dude. mania, bro. This it's mania about that. Like mania, mania means madness, dude. It's fucking. Yeah. Dude, quantum it's madness. Like, We're me, gonna. I thought it was like quantum hijinks. Yeah. You know, quantum shenanigans. Like ooh, loopy timelines. Ooh, realities. Like what? Not a single reality. In an Ant-Man movie that has Kang in it? That's egregious, bro. That's a movie with Kang. An Ant-Man movie with Kang has no, like, alternate timelines, dimensions. That's sad, bro. Yeah. It's very. It's a disappointing state of affairs. I think it's due to. It is. It's due to a lot of these MCU movies losing their interconnectedness and being these isolated yes. events. Yeah, because yes. this is Dark World levels. Because, sure, as much as the MCU will reference Dark World in later movies to try and make it relevant, like in Infinity War, they reference the the ether. Exactly. They won't reference anything else that happened in that movie. Not the invasion, not the dark elves. As far as everyone else is concerned, exactly. that didn't happen. So, yeah. yeah. It's that all over again. That's what the main problem with this last phase has been. That nothing matters. I mean, sure. Fucking Moon Knight and Khonshu battle a fucking crocodile. What's this? Kaiju and Arthur Harrow. Yeah, yeah. But is it referenced anywhere? Nope. It may as well not have happened. Exactly. 
sure. I was even surprised yeah. that they completely omitted the fucking um, man thing portals because you know that one of man thing's powers is that he he guards a he guards a portal in the swamp or multiple portals I should say that are gateways to the multiverse. I was like, okay, boom, we have we have man thing. Uh, that gives us an opportunity to have more elements of the multiverse because he is a guardian of that specific multiversal rift. Yeah, He's the guardian of those things. So I was like, why even introduce him? Such a random character. You have Werewolf by Night. That's fine. Why is Swamp relevant? I thought, boom, multiverse. Did they use him? No, they didn't. So I don't know. Uh, these isolated stories, it's just, it's detrimental to the larger story that they're trying to tell, like the multiverse mm. thing, because look at, look at Thanos. Like you said, we didn't get a lot of time with Thanos prior to Infinity War, but yeah. we had like 10 movies of build to Thanos. Exactly. With Kang, how like, many movies did you have? I feel like what they're doing the, now, Yeah. I feel like what they're doing, and, and this is a very, very big mistake, they're, they're feeding us piecemeals for a grand narrative that's ahead. But the thing is, these piecemeals are not enough. These piecemeals are only to sew together the seams of continuity. But it, it's not enough in story. In story, it's lacking, and it's lacking sorely. All it seems to do now is to fulfill this quota of giving you a little bit of canon so that you don't forget. That's all that it seems like now. It's just canon. It's, oh, here's some more canon. Here's some more. Here's some more. Here's some more. For the upcoming, this thing, in four years. And I hate that now. Because we get told nothing. Everything is vague until it matters. Like, everything is vague until it's not vague. Until until it's not supposed to be. Yeah. It's not, and that yeah. that is playing it very, very, very wrong. It happens everywhere, dude. It's all over the MCU because WandaVision, White Vision is still out there. In MOM... Where the fuck is he? Exactly. Bro, where'd he go? Imagine how happy we would have been to see him in MOM, right? Maybe he's also white in this universe for some unknown reason. You know, he can't change his color. You know, he can make a suit. So... Maybe maybe he's here, right? Or maybe he's the one to turn Wanda. No, nothing. Nothing? Not even in what if? Like nothing. Zero. No information. He's just gone. No news report. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And in MOM, Strange and his dark. wife just off on They're just talking about somewhere. Yeah. They, having an adventure and then oh yeah before everything goes to shit and steven is in you know he's in sokovia you know in those forests he's like to wonder you know we need a talk she's like is this about westview he's like we're not here to discuss that all right bro so where the fuck were you then during one division because it was not during no way home we know that for a fact because of the dates. No mm. Way Home is a Christmas movie. That happened in December. All right. 
we know that for a fact. You were not in Westview. I mean, you were not busy when Wanda was dealing with her shit because that was a week after fucking Endgame. And it wasn't like he didn't know Spider-Man, about it. He Spider-Man knew. is a year after. It's a year, bro. That's like... Like, they were they were in grade 11. They got snapped. These niggas are five years ahead. They're already in college. They've already graduated. Now, they're, they're still in grade 11 slash matric. That movie is their matric year. Done. And they're having holidays. And they, they're going to Paris. That movie is not the same time. It's not. So, you... No one can ever say, oh, he was busy with Spider-Man. No, he wasn't, bro. Spider-Man is a year later. One <laughs> Division is literally a week off the endgame. So where the fuck was he? And why are you going to wait a year to come and speak to Wanda about that? And why would she think it's about that? Nine months. No, in fact, like 12 months plus down the line. Why would you think it's about Western? It's been a year, dog. Where the fuck were you? That still bugs me. Where the fuck was he? Never... And they never cleaned it up. All they just said, yeah. not, we're not here to discuss with you. Okay, my nigga, but when are you going to discuss it then? When are you going to discuss Were you ever going to discuss right. Westview? Like, I mean, this is kind of your thing. You're the master of the mystic arts. This Bro, is a mystic issue. You, were They you... literally name-dropped you in that show, and you were not around. Where were you, bro? Where were you a week after Endgame? It sucks. Were you out there yeah. in the Kamatash slums in an underground battle? Like, like what was going on? That was Wong. You know? Yeah, fighting like, the abomination. What were you doing, bro? I mean, we know what Wong was doing. He said, like, he was battling abomination to, you know, better train. I, I feel like and Wong shit. has but, been training Emil. Probably yeah. since Infinity War days, low key. Because there'd be no reason he would have a sudden interest in training him. It seems like they've known each other for a very long time. Yeah. But how they met is a mystery to me because they're in completely different worlds. Because, like. Blonsky was in the raft, dude. Like, he was in the raft. He was even an Avenger. What does Wong care about the raft? Who gives a fuck about the raft? Wong doesn't care about the raft. He doesn't care about the raft. He shouldn't care about the new, you know, the new superhero Triskelion thingy. Prison. Yeah. You're a magician. You're a sorcerer. Why? Why would you care about these prisons? You know. Why would you care enough about them to take on this young go-getter and train him? He's not young. They're the same age. But why? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Even like, gave him asylum. Cool on paper. You know. It looks cool in Shang-Chi. It looks good in She-Hulk. But why exactly are you guys together? What's the point? Yeah. Uh, the explanation is kind of wishy-washy. You know, like, um, you know, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme, and I need to, like, I basically need to keep my skills sharp, and I can't, like, mm-hmm. I can't just fight other sorcerers because, like, they're not Sorcerer Supreme, and I'm way more powerful than them, so I need to find a, a suitable opponent, and which Abomination like, was that guy. Which is just, cap, because, bro, Steven is right there. Like, let's not even lie on Steven. Steven has got that dog. Even yeah, he's way stronger than we think he is. Even man. if you look at the whole thing with Emil, what I had said last year is that Wong is doing a favor for like Val, right? She's training him for the Thunderbolts as yeah. like a 
uh, you know, in case of emergency, brief last, you know. That's what I thought last show and the year before that. I was like, okay, maybe he's like, okay. you know, he's doing a favor of all in exchange for some benefits. Maybe like land or some magic, maybe like some sorcery amendment, like she'll amend some legislation to make certain things illegal, to make the lives of sorcerers better, you know. Like there'll be no, what, like magic fraud or whatever, you know, fuck. Link it to Donnie, Donnie Blaze even, fuck it. But like, it I thought that he'd shit, be man. And then in return, he would be training one of her guys. But nope, he just, he just wants to train. But if all the guys, that's the guy. I mean, fine, you know. Because technically speaking, Obama would, would be like top, top three strongest on earth, on earth, you know. Thor doesn't really live on earth. I mean, he does, given that he was the king of Asgard, but he's, the, he's left now. So on earth, the strongest is like Professor Hulk, Emil. So, uh, he, yeah, lazily enough, it would make sense if it would be like, you are the strongest person on the planet. Uh, uh, not Hulk. So, since I will not train with Bruce, I might as well train with you. But even that is just so wishy-washy explanation. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, um... The idea, like, man, it still brings, like, okay, we know what Wong was doing. It's, like, it still brings this thing of, like, I don't know what Strange was doing doing all this. When Wong was off fighting in these tournaments and shit, where the fuck was Strange? Strange. I don't know what happened post if 22 War. Because it seems to me like Strange never actually officially met. Officially is the key word here. He never officially had at the ceremony to be the social supreme. Yeah. Which I assume never. takes like a test. Basically, you know, like like the Black Panther, you know, you know, there's yeah. like a trial is a this and a that. I mean, like Ancient One left I him in charge, the but one like, died, yeah, he just assumed the role without the actual title. That was a that was a problem. That was a fuck up. And I think it was our fault for never realizing it. This is the one point where I can't blame Marvel because not once did they ever call him the Source Supreme. Not once. I checked. Yeah. Emotional material, I, I never saw them refer to him as the Source Supreme. We just knew he was that because that's what he does in the comics since naturally he takes over that role from her. So everyone just assumed, okay, she's dead. He's dead now. But he never had the fucking ceremony. I mean... We would have thought he did off-screen between sequels, but he, I guess he didn't, which is kind of weird, because why wouldn't you after all? So many years pass and you didn't. You know, you can't even say, like, walk on the way. You can't, because Doctor Strange is said in 2015, right, the beginning. The actual events of, 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 of DR Strange are 2016, right? That's the actual end of the movie, 2016. You had, like, a year and a half at least, not even at maximum, he had at least a year and a half to fucking have the ceremony at any time post being Dormammu and you didn't? This guy is bad at time management, bro. Yeah. He's bad. Because 
how are you gonna miss that in between you getting you know you, you winning over Kaisidius and Domamu how are you gonna miss that entire ceremony in that space right until you have to face Thanos and you still haven't done that and then when you come back you dick around when you're back and you completely ignore Wanda Maximoff who can use your fucking help like bro what are you doing with your time what are you doing 